Welcome to Not Your Mama's Relief Society podcast, where we are kicking the culture to the curb and embracing real talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ. No matter what, you are welcome here. So put your differences aside, pull up a chair, and let's talk about the kind of love he taught us. All right, friends, welcome back to another episode of Not Your Mama's Relief Society, and we have your favorite trio back in the house. Me, of course, and our beautiful Emily Smith, and our beautiful Julie Suazo. So today, Julie is going to be sharing a topic with us and talking about a talk that stuck out to her in conference. So Julie, my love, take it away. Let's bring the heavy hitting. Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> let's heavy. bring it. Let's bring out. <laughs> okay. Murder. Just kidding. That's not the topic. <laughs> and now we will discuss Murder. murder. <laughs> That's our entire topic for today. Oh, everyone's like, what have I tuned into? Actually, they're excited. They're like, these chicks are talking about murder? I'm Through in. crime podcast? <laughs> this is great. We have totally no. switched gears. It's a bait and switch. You thought you were talking about church? We're going to talk about crime. No, scenes. we're not. Yep. We're just talking about murder. Pure <laughs> murder. Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I actually chose um, the talk from Dallin H. Oaks, and it's titled The Need for a Church. So I found this talk really moving for me because of a couple different experiences that I've had recently that have led me to kind of question what is the need for a church, right? And when I'm speaking of church in a way, I'm not talking about, uh, I am talking about like organized religion as it stands and specifically maybe even like a ward family. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking a lot about that, but I, in the talk, talks about a new Gallup poll that just came out in 2020. And he said that, um, the Gallup poll says 47% of U.S. adults belonging to a church, synagogue, or mosque down more than 20 points from the turn of the century. So it has fallen for the first time um, in since the turn of the century below 50%. It's now at 47% of, of people that consider themselves belonging to a specific religion. Mm. And I had some really interesting um, experiences recently in work, I was traveling and I met two new women, um, that were super like interesting women. We had really in-depth conversations and they had asked about my religion. I said, Oh, you know, well, are you religious? Both of them, even though they're very different women. Well, no, I just, I don't feel like I need an organization to like, you know, follow Christ or to, um, to feel like I'm doing what God wants me to do. And it was so funny because that's exactly what I need. Like I need organized religion or I'd be all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and so I kept thinking, oh, I need that building. I need that, you know, I need that structure and that like form. So I wanted to discuss it with you guys and kind of like talk about why we think like first, why Elder Oaks would have felt impressed to speak about this in conference and then also um having a church and a church family is important for us on earth um 
can both of you tell me one reason that you choose to attend a church? And maybe not just like, you know, I hear this a lot from people like, uh, my church is the mountains. You know, I go to the mountains, which, by the way, are very spiritual and I totally understand. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I'm asking specifically for you guys then, what is the reason that you choose to attend church? Yeah, for sure. Um, and there's a lot of reasons, right? But yeah, like one specifically that's coming to mind right now is that I had an experience recently where um, it's probably like a year or two ago, maybe, but I was wrestling kids at church and feeling very discouraged and feeling very like depleted. Like, what is the point? Like <laughs> yeah. chasing kids mm. in the hallway. I'm like, I can do this at home. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to do this here, you know, and it was just a particularly rough week and <clears throat> finally everybody settled into their classes and whatever. But then I sat down and released society and was like, just had this moment of like, what am I doing here? And then I even just, I said a prayer about it. I was like, Heavenly Father, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, why am I bringing these kids here? Like, can I just wait a few years? I, I don't know. I just was feeling frustrated and whatever. And I was praying about it in church and I had this thought come to mind of like, well, why do you come? And I was like, well, that's obvious. Duh. Like I come because there's such a beautiful peace that I feel having these reminders, having these connections, like having this opportunity to focus my worship in a way that um, is honed in on the gospel. And just, there is a lot of peace that I feel. And I know that's not everyone's experience, but for me, it has been like a safe haven through a lot of hard things to be a part of this community and be in a place where I can focus on the education. And so that was like, okay, well, that's why you bring them <laughs> because I, I'm showing them that this matters to me, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm showing them that this is a place of peace for me. This is a place of community. This is a place of education, right? Like this is something that matters to me and I'm showing that through my actions. Okay. So, so I'm showing up and I'm showing up and I'm showing up and I'm teaching them that this matters to me. So you'd say, not only for yourself, but I'm also hearing like for your kids to show them as well, the importance of it. Yeah. I like and both I, of those reasons. Right. And I get that they may choose something very different down the road, right? Sure. Like their dad is not involved in the church. And so they may, you know, being able to have an opportunity to experience both sides, they mm -hmm. may choose something different. Right. But all I can do is show them what matters to me and invite them to come with me and invite them to partake of this part of life and then they get to decide for themselves if this is something that matters to them if it's something that you know lights up their life right so yeah yeah I love it Emily what about you yeah so I'm in the category with the little kids um I've got three little ones four and under and sacrament meeting is uh it is the opposite of enjoyable and <laughs> torture chamber I it is. Yeah. yeah I don't enjoy it at all. It, every week is really difficult. Um, so I, because of COVID and like our, our ward um, is always doing a weekly recording. And so I do opt out a lot to stay home with the laptop. And then the boys have the snacks up on the counter and we'll watch the first hour and then um, I will go to the classes. We'll drive to church to do the classes for the second hour. Um, that just works for us, Beth. But I do 
um, every now, like probably every other week, I do try to get into the actual building for like just the practice of being there, um, like Annie was saying. And um, so I actually take full advantage of the online and I am not ashamed. I love it. It's actually a way I actually can hear the speakers and then my kids can do the crazy things that kids do. Like (laughs) just thinking about like, it's dead quiet. And then my three-year-old is like, mom, what is he doing over there? You know, in the middle of, and I'm like, he's just nothing. (laughs) Just sitting there. Mom, but look at him. Look at his hair. It's like, yeah, (laughs) quiet. (laughs) Anyway, just like all the things that they, they're wonderful. And everyone gets a crack. Like I, I, people pull me aside and like, your kids are so hilarious. And I'm like, yeah, it's great. Super fun. Um, I know it's always a bigger problem. (laughs) Super fun. Conversation with my sister. And she said the same thing. So I'll tell you more, but keep going. Oh yeah. So just kind of the second part of your question. Um, so I do, I go to be edified and it's a time for once the kids are in their classes, then I can have a chance to uh, review my goals uh, for the week, um, hear a message. And I think part of church is staying in like a conversation and uh, because there's, there's this part of being connected to other people because by yourself, like I do get lots of insight and, and answers when it's just me and I'm in nature or, um, you know, studying scripture. But when I'm with people and we're discussing ideas, um, you're in this conversation of like everyone here is in support of betterment and um, which is my goal. And so when I feel that like everyone's here for the same reason, like we're all trying to, we all have goals. We're all trying to improve. Um, We're trying to understand things that maybe we're confused about. So there's some clarification, there's issues that come up that it just helps us know we're not alone. So I find a lot of benefit just connecting with people in my, because these are people in your neighborhood, in your community. And they're going through a lot of the same things you are. And I think that it also takes you out of yourself to know, like, there are people who ha- with very real, serious problems. Like, how can I help them? And so then you become this narrative in your mind, like, how can I ease their burdens? How can I serve the people in my community and my ward? Um, so I love that about church. That's why I go mostly, too. It's, it's I want to connect with the people in my community. And... Um, and I need, I need the help. I need the, the moms in the ward that are going through the same thing I am. So it'd be like, Hey, if you are in a pickle, you give me a call, you know, we can switch, we can all these things. So it's a great place to be supported, find support, um, yeah, be a support to somebody. You want to be where the people are. <laughs> <laughs> Ask them a question and get some and answers. Get some answers. <laughs> Okay, like perfect. what is fire? number one amazing yeah. that both of you suggested I mean uh talked about different things so that is something that I discovered is like our need for church might be different even in different stages in our lives like yep. I think 
my, I was thinking about COVID specifically and how nice it was during that time when we were doing home church. And I felt like this very strong spiritual, like drop on our home. And then, uh, that's kind of removed when there's chaos of having to have a child sit perfectly still. Right. Or, um, I may be going for, um, love and community. Like Emily was saying, like, there's going to be different reasons and seasons for everything. I think that's so awesome. And I think it's really good for us to be aware of that. You're not going to go every single time and have like some new spiritual insight. There's going to be a lot of that too, hopefully, right. That we get that too, but you may need to fill that, that cup in a different way. And it's okay. It's okay that there's different reasons for us to be there. And I think all of those reasons are so valid and they're why I want to encourage people in our community and the world that church is so, so necessary. It's so vitally important as people we're tribal. Like we want to be with people. We want to be safe and secure and we want to be surrounded by people. And we're missing that with the engagement of social media and that feeling like that's our tribe, but it's such a fake tribe of, you know, large people that'll turn their back on you at any moment like hype up people about like, no, like religion's still cool. You know, like yeah. there's really great things about it and like amazing stuff. And I think it's very much about our attitude in those things. Oh my goodness. Colossians is how you say it. Colossians, right? Colossians. I mean, does anybody Colossians. know? You know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's get real. This is, it, it would have been a lot more helpful if it had just been Roni. Everybody now? Colossians. <laughs> I think we're all we're all confused. So Coco Tutu. You know. <laughs> anyway, it is a beautiful scripture. We're very thankful. Either way. He yes. says that their hearts might be comforted, be knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mysteries of God and of the Father and of Christ. So I just thought that was so beautiful. Their hearts being knit together, right? I think about like, oh my gosh, the support in the community. When I lived out in Illinois for those treacherous three years, um, the church was my only safety net. It was such a beautiful and helpful thing um, that really helped me get through. So more ideas. So here was an interesting idea I came up with and tell me what you think about this. But um God has special blessings for us as individuals. When we live up to our ordinances and our covenants that we've made with him, we receive blessings all the time. But I also think that God has blessings in store for us as a unit as well. And if we are not attending a church, we may be missing those blessings. So one example I had was like the people in Nauvoo, God kept asking them, build temples, build temples. And as a group, these people could not get it together to build that temple, right? Like they just could not do what they needed to do. And because of that, they just missed all of these incredible blessings of the temple that they would have had. What do you think are some like blessings of a group that you might be missing out on? if you are a lone wolf in your church, right? Yeah, I think that's a great question, Julie, because there, yeah, like, we, like we've already kind of mentioned, people can 
obviously gain a lot of things on their own as well, right? Like, I don't think that there's ever a point where it's like, this is in place of any other personal, you know, worship. It is really important to have this, like, like, you know, in addition to the community, right? Like in that community piece, there's also something very valuable about hearing other people's perspectives, especially on a certain topic, right? Like I'm really blessed right now. I have a phenomenal ward and when we all get together for second hour, like there's some awesome discussion that goes down and not just when I'm teaching. I mean, I, I like to toot my own horn that, you know, I like to get a good discussion going, but even when someone else is teaching, like my ward just really is involved and engaged and will bring up points that I hadn't thought of before, right? Like these perspectives and these ideas and these other things that maybe they've experienced or in their study that they have noticed because we all have read the scriptures before, right? And like, you read it before and then this time it stuck out different, right? Or like this verse read differently because of a different situation you were in. And then you magnify that times like a hundred with all these other people in your ward, right? All these opportunities that they've also had to see things a little bit differently, um, to be able to understand the scriptures in a different way. And they get yeah. to share those insights and I benefit. So basically I benefit from everybody else's scripture study. It's like, a, it's a little like a bird's eye view into like their life and their scripture study and the things they're learning. And I get to benefit from that. Yeah. Cause they're coming with a different, different set of uh, life skills that have pushed them to that place. Totally. Their interpretation. I also thought about the opposite of that too. When we are challenged on about. It. Yeah. Cause I had this woman in church comment and she said. Zion people. It was in DNC just a little bit ago. And someone had called and asked to help this family move in on Sunday. And she said, her first thought was on the Sabbath. You know, she was all very <laughs> bothered by that. And then we go and we learn in Sunday school about becoming a Zion people. And she rolls her hand and she was like, I am so sorry. She's like, today, this was the thought I had. And I thought she would not have been challenged on that really unwise thought had she not been at church today. Totally. I was thinking about that too, that it also like keeps us in check because we can totally, like which talk was that talked about like, was it Uchtdorf where he said, you think you're walking in a straight line, but actually you're walking in circles. Oh yeah. Right. Like that there is a need for like some course correction, you know, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. not in like a mean way or in a hateful way, but in like a, yeah, that thought's really not serving you. So let's bring it back to home base, you know? Yes. Totally. And I've had that before where I was like, oh, and kind of think about it differently or like kind of adjust my thoughts or just try on a new thought. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. I'm glad you brought that up. What about you, Emily? What are you thinking? Was there anything that came to mind for you when I was discussing like maybe the blessings you receive? Yeah, just the, you, you used the word lo lone wolf. And uh, I, it is such a good reminder that we don't have to be alone. Um, and I just remember like the best, the times I felt like most superstar rock star were times when I've noticed a need in the, in the members of our congregation and then came back to my family and I was like hey it'd be really cool if we you know did this for somebody um there is a um there's a family uh in our in our ward and he has 
he has had cancer in the past, but so he's, his immune system is a little bit sensitive. Right. And so he doesn't, um, him and his wife can't attend in person right now. And they haven't for probably a year. And that's also why we're very consistent with recording because um, the whole ward is very conscious that they want to be there, but can't be there. Yeah. And there are times in the meeting where literally someone will do a shout out to them, be like, Hey, I know you're watching. Like, we're just so happy you've, you've, you're, you've attended and we're thinking about you. And I just love that because, Oh, it makes me want to cry because there's so much love and be like, um, we know that there are people that can't be there right now. Um, and we have some more elderly people in our ward. So just knowing that um, I just love that technology has, has made it so we can still be inclusive. And um, anyway, and I know in the past, like, while they were uh, at their homes, it's like, oh, maybe I could just pop by some, drop some homemade bread off at their doorstep, just with a note, like thinking of you. And, you know, then you get a message later and it's like, uh, we love bread. Like, it, it's so thank you for thinking of us. It's just, and then that makes you feel incredible because you've made someone else feel incredible. And those are, that's what I love about church. It's Emily, it's what opportunities so to serve. That's, I was just going to say that what I'm hearing you talk about is the service aspect. And I feel like I see it in the youth. I serve in the youth right now and the opportunities for these children to serve because of the gospel. Like yeah. When they go, it, it's unmatched as a family. I couldn't even do it because they're serving their neighbors and, and the leaders are so cognizant of making the opportunities for them to serve. I think all the time I look back even on my youth and I remember very specific service projects and going like, Oh, that just feels so good. Because as a teenager, you're so wrapped in yourself all the time. Yeah. The opportunity for service in the in being a part of a congregation is vital, I think, as a human. And it's a huge reason of why I am such a cheerleader for like, go organize religion. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> if you're doing it right, if you're doing it right, it's so just such a beautiful experience. And like, the other things I thought about was ordinances. Like ordinances are so important, right? Um, baptism and uh, the experiences of the temple. And those are things that like, we just cannot do by ourselves. <laughs> just is actually physically impossible too. <laughs> yeah, right. And I think what a, like, these are, they're so, in, such an emphasis on them. Um, and they just can't be overlooked or underemphasized. And I want other people, those ordinances are so important to me as well. I want other people in the world to, to want to take part in those as well. Like the sacrament, I think of that every week and like the edification of being able to take the sacrament is a huge blessing of having a congregation and having an organized religion. For sure. I had a story come to mind. Um, so I have a neighbor across the street that I have, a, I have a couple members in my little cul-de-sac, but there's one like Katie corner that they're so awesome. It's awesome family. And um, they're often sitting out front, letting their kids ride bikes in the cul-de-sac. And um, there was one day when I don't remember why I was like my children, but like, does that really matter? I Makes was sense. Right, Checks like, out. Okay, whatever. So <laughs> like, my yelling at them, the top of my lungs to like get in the car, whatever garage is open. 
and we like get it we pull out and I see that they're out front and I was like great so and the the um the dad was out front and I'm like great he just heard my entire rant and I'm like I am wildly embarrassed so and then we had this like gospel doctrine class or something and I don't remember why it came up but I like felt this strong impression to like share the story and I like talked about it and I, I really don't know why it just like came to my mind felt very strongly to talk about it but it was for sure a tender mercy because I talked about it and then Cam was like hey actually I remember that day and you know what I actually thought and I was like what he's like, I thought oh good it's not just me because I had just been yelling at my <laughs> daughter 10 minutes before that and I was like are you kidding like it was such a cool like moment of like just this vulnerability of like we all yelled at our kids you know, like we're all just doing our best. And anyway, it just was a really cool opportunity. It, and that wouldn't have happened had I not like, I mean, maybe if I had randomly gone, you know, shouted him in the neighborhood, like remember that one time, I don't know. It just, that's the way it worked out. It got prompted while I was at church. I shared it. And then it was a benefit for other people too, right? Like we yeah. could have had a, like a private conversation about that, right? Like, Hey, I'm so embarrassed you heard me, you know, and he's like, oh, it's not a big deal. But then everyone in that room got to witness that vulnerability and got to witness that connection. One of the questions when I was writing this down is, are you crippling your full potential of impact by not attending church? Are you crippling yeah. the full potential of your impact on other people's lives and or the impact that they will have on your life? Because if we are just maintaining ourselves, we are preventing our full impact, right? Like our stamp on this world. And part of, I realized in kind of researching this and then thinking about this is God does not just want us in heaven as individuals. Like, yeah, he wants us there. And that is, and that should be our pursuit. We should be seeing people in the world around us as our family and yeah. it gives us the potential to lift up as a Zion people, like to lift up as a unit of people. God has blessings for us in store uh, for us as groups, for us as group of people to lift up more and more. Well, okay. and I think if like that fear, if there, I, I could see people like might be hesitant to want to come to church because they might be afraid of uh, the judgment and being, um, you know, cause when you start, when people start to get to know you, sometimes there's gossip or, um, or, or past like culture problems, um, that, and so someone might not feel welcome to right. come. And for me, I'm just like, okay, I want to make sure that I, uh, you know, it's the golden rule, like, how would I want to be treated? And so it's, if, if you're afraid of being judged, just show up and make sure you're creating the culture that you want to see in your ward. And so yeah. share your feelings, be, you know, it's hard to be vulnerable, but um, we're not all like this, you know, no one is perfect, everyone has their struggles. And so we shouldn't pretend like, oh, I'm at church. So I'm doing all these things right. And cause it's not even about that. So I, for me, I'm just like, I need to show up as 
who I would want someone to be for me. And I'd want someone to be welcoming and encouraging and just focusing on like the betterment of, um, you know, just that focus. Like we're just all in this together. And I'm so with you on wanting to see cultural change happen within the church. And the truth is cultural change doesn't come. Stick around to change it. Right. Right. Much for anybody that's an outlier and hurts. Come with love. Come with, come with your whole self and come loving and with enough grace that you believe that there's change possible. Because if you are being, if you hold grace and you hold space for those people that maybe they're old school, right? Or whatever it is, or they're new school and they're still learning. My husband didn't serve a mission and they asked him to um, teach Sunday school. And he was so overwhelmed in the idea of like somehow missing those two years of scripture study (laughs) while on a mission would like make him worthy of being a teacher, you know, but I was like, Jake, I was like, your spirit and your ability to relate just even information to people is so like, he has such depth, move that from someone like, like, what if there's some kid out there that didn't serve a mission either? And he's just thinking the same thing. Yeah. So, you know, just thinking the same thing and staying in the same, like, what's acceptable and what's not. And like those social changes come because we stand up and we're there. So I'm totally with you. Yeah. Okay. So I have like just a couple different things. I was referring back to that Mayo Clinic again. The Mayo Clinic said having a sense of belonging is so important. Aspect of our lives is organized around belonging to something. This report adds, we cannot separate the importance of a sense of belonging from our physical and mental for what we were talking about. And then I just wanted to add one more story and kind of share this really cool experience I had with you guys. And I had a good, a really good girlfriend post on um, Facebook about an Afghan refugee dinner that they were hosting with um, actual Afghan refugees that were there. And I was like, sign me up. Let's go. This is going to be so interesting. They gave us like a beautiful, authentic dinner and we met the people and they were so beautiful to listen to like um, five of the, the men that were there had arrived this week. Like they just come from Afghanistan, you know, with all that terror that's happening right now. And, and um, it was so interesting because it was a fundraiser and this dinner and free entry, everything. And then you just, you know, give what you can and what you'd want. And, um, and guess what they were trying to raise money for? I kept thinking this, this is so interesting to me. and so fascinating because you'd think they need clues, clothes, they need food. They need, uh, they need all sorts of things, right. That you would need and that the government in some ways is, is already helping them with, right. House, all these things, their needs are being cared for temporally. Right. And I'm like, okay, what can I give? What can I give? But these people are a certain sect of um, Muslims and they were very, very persecuted in Afghanistan as well because they carry a little bit different um, type of, uh, they, they're a different, uh, almost like religion of Muslims. They're Sikh. But um, anyway, super fascinating. They are raising money 
And it's just like, it's so beautiful. But they were raising money for a cultural center. Mm. Because as a people, they are losing their language. And they want to be able to teach their children the language. They want their elderly to be able to learn English. And they want a place to be able to get together and to celebrate holidays that they have and to be able to teach um, their new neighbors about their religion and their way that they live their life. And I thought, they have lost everything. (laughs) Some of them came, sorry, without even even a birth certificate, they have nothing. Mm -hmm. And they just want a building to meet in for our young to understand our culture and our ways and to grow into beautiful people for our elderly to be challenged and to grow and not just super old me too. Right. But for us to grow and learn and be edified and be changed and for us to share our culture and our love with everyone around us. And I just want people to understand that there is a true and a real blessing in being part of the gospel of Jesus Christ for meeting in the building, for leaning on one another, and for following Jesus Christ as a group of people. And that's how I feel about that. (laughs) I love that, Julie. That was so moving and so beautiful. And I don't think I'd ever thought of a building in that way before. You know, like what a great parallel to like what they were wanting and what we are hoping to provide for our children from this building, right? Like it's brick and wood and carpet, right? Like it's a building, but that building really represents something. That building really represents a community, a place to grow, a place to love. Um, that, That is so, so beautiful. And I'm so glad you brought that in because it doesn't, I mean, at the end of the day, if you are part of a community somewhere, that's what we care about, right? Like right. we all happen to belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But anyone who's listening, we're inviting you to be a part of worship wherever that works for you, right? Like if you'd like to come to church with us, any one of us would love to have you, right? Yes. And and in the meantime, if you're not quite ready to step through those doors, I invite you to seek God however you can until you're ready to step through there. And if you would love to write to us and ask for some encouragement, like we'd love to be that space for you as well if you need the courage to go step through the doors. And if it does look like watching online or something like that for right now, that is so amazing. We have so many options right now, right? And that you get to decide individually as a family what's working best in this moment, but as often as you can to get through the doors and to be a part of that group and a part of that family and a part of that movement, right? And I love Emily said about, we can't create the culture we want to see unless we're there. And that that's part of our, it's all of our responsibility to create a culture of love and that this building can be an opportunity for that. And it's a place for us to practice, right? It's a place for us to practice loving people as they are. Perfect. Amen. And <laughs> do you have other thoughts about what Julie shared? Just the only thing that popped in was you don't know what you've got till it's gone. And I think we do take advantage of the freedom to to worship how we want um so that was perfect what a perfect um example because i think 
when you don't have it, you crave it. And um, so I loved, I loved that story. So thank you, Julie. Was there any other um, thoughts you had or any other like um, benefits you wanted to talk about or any other like pieces that you had prepared, Julie, that you wanted to share? I did think that the one thing that you said, Annie, is that I do want you to know too, that a church doesn't replace true conversion in our hearts, right? We're going to have time and energy that we still need to put in different places. But so it's not that I feel like you go to church and everything falls into place and it all makes sense and everything's perfect and wonderful. I just also want to cheerlead and, um, you know, maybe we're looking like we're a little bit, we're the old people now, you know, we're like, Oh geez, my parents go to church or, and I just also <laughs> want to like still vibe it back that like, we're cool. Like that there's really by these buildings and in, and within religions and that like, I want to champion people investigating and looking into that and seeing if something in their life is missing. Like, can it be found there? Can these, like these tribes be helpful for you too? Can it be helpful to find a space that, you know, has love and has care. And I want to, I guess I want to like kind of stand up and go like this, it's good. Like there are good and wonderful things there. And yeah. And I think that if we're not talking about it, like, I think that's even, I think about this with parenting too, right? Like if we're constantly complaining about parenting, what are we telling the younger generation, you know, like about what parenting looks like, right? Like this is not a good idea. It's like, I think how we talk about things has an impact going back to what you said before, right? We have this impact on each other. And how do we talk about church? Are we talking about it as something that can be a true benefit in our lives? And if we're not, maybe take a look at that. It's just an invitation to look at how you're talking. And if you're having a hard time with church, can you turn to God and talk to him about it and see what he has to tell you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you have the power to make church the way you want it. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Julie, was there any other closing thoughts you had? That's it. With love and light, lead forward and go and make the church a beautiful place. I love it. Thank you so much, Julie, for being our lead today and bringing these beautiful thoughts together. And I love this idea because there are things that, e- just like as a body of Christ, right? There's things each one of us would bring that the other one wouldn't, right? Like I wouldn't have had that Afghan example right? To, to bring in that benefit of a building. What a beautiful story you just shared with us that I knew nothing about, right? I, and mm-hmm. I think that the reason I felt so good about switching to this format was because this is what church is about. It's about bringing different people together and having that beautiful impact and, and having our hearts knit together. This is an action. This is hearts being knit together in action, coming together, talking about our witness of Christ, talking about the gospel, talking about why this is a benefit in our lives. This is exactly what it's for. And so that's why I'm so grateful to both of you. Um, You are amazing. And friends, thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. If we can be an encouragement to you, please feel free to reach out and have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for being a part of this conversation. I'm a certified faith-based life coach, and I love to help people create space for the Savior in their hearts and homes. If you'd like to learn more, go to AnnieJoy.com or check out my Instagram at HeyAnnieJoy.